are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now there's controversy about this. You don't have to believe it. I'm just going to give it to you the way the Bible says it. You can make up your own mind. I have my own opinion, but you make up your own mind. Isaiah chapter 53, come on down to verse 9. It says, He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. Now the word death there in the Hebrew is plural. It does not mean death. It is deaths, plural. He made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his deaths. Two deaths. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. You know what that literally says? God made him sick. That's what it says. God made him sick. Now these people are always saying God made somebody sick. Here's the one that God made sick. And he made him sick with what belonged to you. So you wouldn't have to suffer it. God made him sick. And when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand, and he shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall his righteous servant justify many, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressor. Now listen, verse 9 tells you that he made his grave with the wicked and the rich in his death. The controversy has raged for years. Did Jesus die spiritually? Man was spiritually dead. How can you revive a spiritually dead man with a physically dead sacrifice? You know, common sense would tell you that if man is spiritually dead and he has to be restored to spiritual life, there has to be spiritual death to redeem that man. You can't redeem it with physical death. It's an impossibility. Here it says deaths. Two deaths. Jesus died two deaths. Now we'll depart in the sessions to come from probably what you may have heard in other places. But I'm going to show it to you in the scriptures. I'm going to take you on a scriptural journey into the Old Testament, into the New Testament. I'm going to show you types, Old Testament types, that'll prove beyond a shadow of a doubt unless you've just got your head made up that Jesus died spiritually. He had to. There was no other way. There was no way out. He sweat blood in the garden because of that spiritual death. He wasn't afraid to die physically. He said, I have power to lay my life down. I have power to take it up. But he sweat blood over being separated from his Father God. And I'll show you in the scriptures where that Jesus of Nazareth was the serpent that Moses threw to the ground. He is a type, a rod. The Bible said in Isaiah 11, 1, said a rod shall come out of the stem of Jesse. 
that rod is Jesus. And Moses, when he held that rod in his hand, God said, what you got in your hand, Moses? He said, a rod. He said, throw it to the ground. He threw it to the ground and it became a serpent. That rod in his hand was a type of Jesus of Nazareth. And when it was thrown to the ground, it turned into a serpent. That's a type of spiritual death, any way you read it. That's sin. He became sin for us. He was the serpent on the ground. He was the serpent on the pole. Why didn't God put a lamb on that pole? Because Jesus was made to be sin. Brother, without spiritual death, there would be no eternal redemption for mankind. He had to die all the way. He couldn't just die physically. He had to die spiritually if mankind's going to be redeemed. He's the serpent on the pole. He's the serpent on the ground. He's the rod in Moses' hand when he picked it up by the tail. He turned back into the rod. And did you notice that when he threw that rod to the ground before Pharaoh, Aaron did it then. Pharaoh said, bring my magicians. And they made their rods turn into serpents. But did you notice the serpent of the rod of Jesus swallowed all the other serpents. Swallowed up sin. He literally absorbed sin after his death. Jesus died on that cross a holy death. Now I said this is where we're going to depart from some things you heard. He died a holy death. The sin offering had to remain holy. But once his physical body died, God put upon his spirit that was still very much alive the sins of the whole world. He is the serpent on the ground. He is the serpent on the pole. He is the rod in Moses' hand. And he is the scapegoat that was turned into the wilderness. There was two of those goats, remember? And we're going to take you on a scriptural journey tomorrow and to show you that one goat died and the other stayed alive. Then the sins were confessed on the second goat and he was turned into the wilderness into a place not fit for human habitation. And that's where Jesus went, into the regions of the damned, where judgment would fall there upon our sins and not upon us. Oh, glory to God. Stand to your feet and praise God. Hallelujah. He was the serpent on the pole. He was the rod in Moses' hand. He was the scapegoat. And he is our Redeemer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to the Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. There's some of you here today that have never heard anything like this. You never knew that Jesus suffered sickness, the curse, and ravaged by that for you. There are many of you here today that have never made Jesus the Lord of your life. I want you to do it today. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do it. That serpent on the pole, God said, Moses, you make that serpent and put it up there. 
And he said, Behold, if the serpent has bitten anyone, if they'll behold that serpent on the pole, they'll live. I'm telling you today, I got good news for you. If you'll behold what Jesus did on that cross for you, you'll live, thank God. I don't care if heroin has got you in bondage. I don't care what it is Satan has infected you with. If you'll behold what Jesus did on that cross and on that pole for you, you'll be well and free today, thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Right quickly, every head bowed. As I look over this congregation, lift your hand quickly if you want to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. Right now, right all over the congregation, right quick. Yes, yes, I see some hands. Blessed be God. All right. Let's pray this together. In fact, I want to include more than that. I want us to include healing because See, sickness came by the bite of that serpent, and they were dying. And he said, if you'll behold that serpent on the pole, you'll live. That brass serpent was symbolic of divine judgment. Folks, if you're sick today, if you'll behold that divine judgment has rendered Satan harmless. Did you know a brass rattlesnake can't bite you? Oh, glory to God. Divine judgment has rendered old serpent harmless. There was two things about that serpent. It was brass, that meant divine judgment had rendered Satan harmless, and it was a serpent and it was Jesus because Jesus said even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That serpent on the pole was Jesus. And it also reflected divine judgment that had paralyzed Satan. Any brass snake is paralyzed. You can mark it down. Glory to God. Join hands with your neighbor. Pray this with me out loud. Every one of you pray it. Oh God in heaven, because of your word and my faith in your word, I believe that Jesus died for me, suffered for my sins, suffered my sickness, suffered my disease, and I don't have to suffer it anymore. I received Jesus as my personal Savior. And in Jesus' name, I receive my healing. I receive deliverance from drugs, from cigarettes, from alcohol. I behold the serpent on the pole. And I am well. I'm healed. I'm free. I'm saved. I'm delivered. Jesus is my Lord. He is my healer. He is my Lord and my soon coming King. Now rejoice in that. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've taught on authority in three worlds. I don't know about you, but I get excited about authority teaching. Now, our CD offer all this week is number 7208, The Miraculous Conception. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Now, in this teaching, we talk about the fact 
that Mary received the word of God, spoken by the angel, and she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. Now, her question was, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? That's a legal doubt. You know, if you just don't know something, that's a legal doubt. That's not unbelief. And when the angel said, The Holy Ghost shall overshadow thee, and that which shall be conceived in thy womb shall be called the Son of God, and so on, she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. She went to her cousin's house and said to her, The Lord has done great things for me. Now this is through an act of the God kind of faith that she received the word of the Lord. It was the word of God. That was the seed of God that had been planted. How? By the spoken word. It had been spoken by Isaiah the prophet over 700 years before. And now she has received a word from God, but it was delivered by an angel. And she said, Be it unto me according to thy word. That's the way we ought to be about the word of God. If it's a promise of God, if it's in the word of God, you have authority to believe it, but you must believe it, conceive it in your heart before it can be manifest. You know, the world says seeing is believing. The Bible says believing is seeing. And when you see it, you can live out the reality of the promise of God in your life. You need this offer number, 7208, Miraculous Conception. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.